BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darling. Ciao. Buona sera. God, I have the word. <laughs> Buona sera. Buona sera. I have the fuck. I'm embarrassing. This is why This is why I'm not speaking Italian. Taking a little sip of my espresso. Hello, guys. Thanks for all the support on my first solo podcast. That was seriously the fucking most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done. So thank you for all the love and support. This is extremely vulnerable of me to sit here alone in my room talking to myself without any facial expressions or ability to have a dialogue. <laughs> like This monologue thing is very odd, but I'm thankful for it. I get such interesting feedback about like the guests that we have on the show because, you know, I think... I mean, when I had Pia's pod before, it was a way different time. Now, obviously, the there's so many more podcasts. And when I started podcasting a couple of years ago, most people were doing founder interviews or like interviewing other people. And a lot of it especially was around like female founded businesses. And now I think because, thank God, so many cool people have so many interesting podcasts and they're having a lot of these conversations with a lot of these wonderful female founders. I assume, like, I was like, oh, I mean, those are the most interesting conversations to me. But it's funny that people are like, we want to hear you, Davide. Or we want relationship questions. Or like, can you answer our questions? Or like, can your mom come on? So I always felt like it was so self-important to be like, here's my solo episode. But I appreciate the feedback that you like it. I asked on Instagram if anybody had any questions for me. And a lot of you wrote back a shit ton of questions. So I feel like I'm going to ask a little bit of those. I could give you a little update on my life. Carmela is cute as hell. It's crazy. It's like all the things that they say about parenthood were just like, but I will, here's also actually what people, I'm in a weird position because I'm working a lot and a lot of moms work a lot. Of course, a lot of people work a lot. A lot of people don't, I mean, it's a privilege to work and it's also something that like, you know, most of the world, both parents are working. And I've seen this, I've noticed the difference in this between my friends who work and my friends who don't. It's like, there's not a good or a bad thing, but I've noticed objectively that like I have it where like I'm very 
I don't know how to explain this without it sounding cold, but like I have like a safe distance from her. I'm not like helicoptery with her. And it's because I literally have to be away from her a lot of the time. Like she's downstairs right now sleeping while I do this. My mom is with her. And, you know, I wake up and I finally am on like a little bit of a schedule where I'm like working out at eight. I work out. She wakes up, you know, at seven and feed her. She, she kicks it with us for a while in bed. It's like my favorite part of the day. Then I work out at 8 a.m. just five days a week. And then while she's taking a nap or if not, she'll kick it with my mom. And then I start working at nine. And when we both wake up because we have factories in Italy, like we're, which we shouldn't fucking do, but we open our phones and we like kind of deep dive into work and like hand her back and forth to each other while she's being fed. And we do like cute little baby massages on her tummy in the morning and whatever. And then I'm like, I'm in the thick of it through the day until six. I have a pretty strict, like, that's a lot of you ask me, like, how do you balance? Like I stop working at six. If there's something urgent I need to do, I'll do it when I get into bed after dinner. But like my evenings and my dinner time is just like a non-negotiable. I'm not going to be, unless there's something extremely urgent, obviously, but I'm not going to be like on my computer. I'm not like missing a meal. Like I'm lucky to have food on my table. I'm lucky to have a family. And so we sit down and we eat together every night. And that I grew up like that. And Davide majorly grew up like that. If I, if he catches me like eating lunch, standing up in the kitchen, he gets pissed. He calls, he tells me I'm a barn animal. Barn animals stand up to eat. Why? So nice thing that he has made sure that we do. We just sit down and eat. So I don't have the whole day. That's why like breastfeeding, which I thought was going to be this like magical, beautiful thing. Like all my friends were like, oh, make sure in her room that you have a, a glider, which I was like, what the fuck is a glider? A glider is a raw, fancy rocking chair. But you have a glider and then next to the glider, make sure you have a side table and that you always have water there and a phone charger and Kleenex, like all the things that you need while you're like sitting down for breastfeeding for these extended periods of time. And I'm lucky Carmela is a very quick eater. She always has been. And I have not, I've twice fed her in her room, like laying on the day bed. I mean, more when she was little, like little, she's fucking 10 weeks. When she was like new, of course I would. But like, no, I literally feed her on a pillow on my stem. Like I put a pillow on my lap at the chair at the dining table where I work. And I work on my computer. I read emails while I'm breastfeeding her. It's not like this like magical moment where like birds are chirping and we're connecting and staring into each other's eyes. And I have extremely deep connective moments with her all day long. She's my full daughter. I'm not like with her all day. And I think there's, I think I can like very much like turn it off and on. It's a very interesting thing. And and that sounds cold, but I'm not, I'm not cold. I'm like the most emotional person ever. And also that's why like when I do, I like, you know, I have a little schedule. So, you know, I'll be like, okay, mom, it's time for her to eat or whatever. She's hungry every three hours. And if I can feed her, obviously I feed her and then I'll like change her diaper. And like every time I change her diaper, she looks up at me and starts giggling and I cry. And then I put her to bed while I cry because she's so cute. And then when I wake her up from her nap, I cry. I mean, it's, it's not like I'm, but I do feel like I'm creating this like safe, I'm not helicopter. Like Davide and I aren't either. We're not like, oh my God, is she cold? Oh my God, is she warm? Like, oh my God, is she needing this? I'm like, we're very like, like we had people over for Davide's birthday on Sunday, our very close group of friends. And she was being 
you know, hand it around to everybody. And they were like, oh, does she need to go in her room to sleep? And I was like, no, we keep the bassinet out and she can go to sleep in the bassinet. It's We're being lenient with those types of things. One, because I want her to be adaptable. I don't want her to only be able to go to sleep in her room with a sound machine on, with a pitch black. Like I want her to be able to fall asleep other places. That's how I grew up. So I don't know. It's a very different. We're just kind of like cruising. We're going with it. And when we get, we're going to Italy next month, she's going to get baptized. And I can't put her on a schedule because we're traveling. So when we get back, she's going to be on like a really strict schedule. And that'll be a whole new part of having a a baby. Therapy is a joyful wellness brand on a mission to create a calmer, more collected world one nap at a time. Sleep is the simplest form of self-care and Barabee's chunky knit weighted blankets are designed to help you drift off naturally. Weighted blankets have been medically proven to help calm anxiety and promote deep restorative rest by stimulating the production of serotonin, the happy hormone, reducing cortisol, the stress hormone, and increasing melatonin, which helps you fall and stay asleep. Barabee blankets are naturally weighted with layers of breathable material so you'll stay comfortable throughout the night. You can rest easy knowing that Barabee's weighted blankets are good for the planet and for the people who make them. Barabee weaves sustainability into every part of their supply chain using organically grown materials and closed loop practices that make as little impact on the environment as possible. They don't use harmful microbeads found in a lot of other weighted blankets, nor do they use any plastics in their products or in their packaging. Barabee nappers are so natural, they're even biodegradable. The unique chunky knit design of Barabee weighted blankets make them a stylish addition to your couch or a bed too. I have one on the day bed in my living room and one on my mom's bed because she stole it from our bedroom. They're available in a range of sizes and colors to suit all kinds of sleepers from specially made kids blanket to a weighted blanket made for two. If you need something natural to help you sleep better and more calm, try one of Barabee's hand knit weighted blankets. Find them on Instagram at mybearabee and visit bearabee.com. That's B-E-A-R-A-B-Y.com. They offer free shipping and hassle-free returns on all orders within the United States. Hi, I'm Dom Roberts, a designer, creative, and activist living in Los Angeles. This is The Uncomfortable Podcast, a show where I speak with new friends, fellow activists, and guests all united and passionate about different injustices or just generally uncomfortable topics. It's time to dig deep into the human experience, and that's on period. It's all love. Let's get uncomfortable. I I had dinner with a friend last night who has two kids, and she was like, you're in a good place right now. You can set her down and she doesn't move like you're safe. But when this kid is like crawling and walking, you're fucked. I was like, yes, that's why we decided to live with my mom because I'm not going to, why would my mom live in an apartment five minutes away from us and like us have to hire help, which financially is like unbelievable. And then to have like a, a, a non-family member raising her seems weird to me when my mom is here and, you know, alone, my dad isn't alive. And Carmela's kind of a lone ranger. Her cousins, my nieces and nephews are much older. They are all in, I mean, the old, the youngest one is a junior in high school. So she doesn't really have any little cousins her own age. And Davide's dad lives in Sicily. So she's like, has one grandparent here, which is, makes me like a little sad, but we're also very blessed. And so I'm not going to waste my time being sad about it. 
Okay, let's get into some of these questions. You said pre-birth you were not taking maternity and overloaded. How are you finding time? Okay, well, I always said too, it made more sense for me to take maternity at a time where I, I really felt like I needed it. I, you know, we're all working from home right now. So I'm not someone who, if I'm awake, <laughs> if it's like light outside and it's a weekday, I'm not going to like turn on the TV and watch something. I That's just not me. It gives me anxiety. So for me to be laying in bed recovering with a baby who's sleeping, obviously I'm just going to go on my computer and answer emails. So that's what I did. And it's been fine because babies sleep a lot. When she, again, when she's like more mobile, it's going to be a lot harder. I don't know how I'm going to have a Zoom meeting with, I mean, God bless everyone who has toddlers and kids in elementary school. I mean, that is challenging when she can talk and tell them, throw tantrums and say she likes things or doesn't like things. You know, that's going to be where I need help. I was like a newborn. I'm cruising. What? And we have been. So I work during the day, I work from nine to six back to back all day. Davide gets home. We kind of like recap his work stuff and that's it. I'm not, I mean, I, I get, I can get a lot done in a day. I used to not be able to something. I mean, I used to not be able to just like I have ADD. So I would start doing something and then open my email and be like, oh shit. And that happens to me still all the time. I get like lost in I'll go to answer something and get lost in something else. But I make a lot of to-do lists and I find that I, I was making to-do lists in my notebook, which I have. But now what I do is I have like a running to-do list in my notes on my phone. Because if I think of something and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot I have to do that. And my notebook's not next to me. It's obviously going to go in and out of my brain. So I put it in the notes section of my phone that's been like a really good system for me. And obviously just like crossing things off as they're completed or whatever. And like having things in a different, I have stuff I have to do for the podcast. I have stuff I have to do for LPA. I have stuff I have to do for Instagram. I have stuff I have to do for Marangini Import and Co. And so, you know, it's, and you know what I realized too is like, I'm very lucky. I'm doing what I'm good at. And I mean this in like a, like I went to school for design and marketing. So me, designing a website with a very talented web person or doing like the creative direction for the photo shoots or like designing like the cute linens and aprons and stuff we have coming out or designing like the tin. Like I know the network of people I need to help me with that, right? That's just like what we've always talked about with saying how important like your network is. Like we have great relationships with wonderful photographers that we've known for a long time when like all of us were just starting out. The guy, Harvey, who did my tin bottle. Like I've known him for years. He did the layout for my dad's like funeral, the little pamphlet you got like, and I got him a shit ton of freelance jobs. And now he's like, you know, as we've gotten older, he's like doing insane work. And I was like, asked him a favor to, to work on the tin with me because like, obviously I loved him. I reached out on Instagram and said, I needed help and ended up meeting Annie Kate to help me build the website. You know, you just like, grow your your people and your network. And then what's great is like any project you have, you like have your team. And so, you know, those types of things, like I have a very clear vision for, and I'm very quick at executing things. And I think that's also, everyone is always like, wait, do you still do LPA? Because I think I don't talk about that often. I work on LPA every day. It's my full job. So I wake up every day 
I'm on all my LPA emails. We design on a monthly basis. So every month we like pick fabrics. I go through the fabrics and then I say, okay, I think like these are the best shapes that we've already made out of bestsellers, like for this fabric. And then here's the inspiration for the group. And then we like sketch into it and then we get the CADs. And then we go through the CADs and we say, okay, great. We should do this sleeve. We should make sure that we do this. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Is this the absolute best garment for this fabric? Is this on brand? Do we think it's going to sell this month? We'll go over it with the buyers. Okay, cool. And then we get our samples made. And then I'm in, we have fittings twice a week, which I'm in every fitting. And I run the social media, which is why it sucks right now. <laughs> because it's the, I need someone to be helping me with the LPA social, which we're working on. And then once a month, we have a photo shoot. I wish we could do more. We're also working on that. It's been so hard with COVID, obviously. And, you know, obviously Revolve is a really big brand, but it's not like there's millions of dollars getting pumped in doing like it's a business. So it's not like there's like endless money to do stuff. Like the business works because there's budgets for everything and I have to stay within my budget. So we make sure that we stay within our budget every month for our photo shoots and we shoot a lot here. Um, so we have a photo shoot here on Friday. So once a month, we either shoot here or we shoot in a studio. And then I do the selects on those images. We don't Photoshop anything. So I don't have to get like anything retouched. And then I post the photos on Instagram. I mean, it's I do all of it. But it works really well because again, I have like a very clear vision. I've been working with the same team for a long time and I don't overthink things a lot. Like I know right away. I think what's really helpful is like not feeling like you have to, like, I, I don't, I don't ego trip on making like creative decisions. I'm always asking other people, especially when it comes to the clothes. Like I'm always looping in the buyers because ultimately it comes down to them, you know, running data on whether or not they think something is going to sell. And I'm like, just constantly talking to them. Hey, should we do this? Do you like that? Should we do this? Instead of being like, oh, I really want to do this. And there are times where I'm like, I know you don't think it's going to sell, but like, please let me design this. And they'll say, okay, of course, you know, to like, keep the brand moving and keep things progressing aesthetically. And you want to have a certain amount of clothes that you're testing. But yeah, I mean, I do that all day long. If there are two rooms in your home that deserve a refresher after last year, it's the bedroom and the home office. And with Article's favorite Sven collection expanding to the bedroom with the new Sven bed and a slate of sleek modern desks with ingenious extra storage options like the Fantal, this isn't just refreshing, it's downright exhilarating. Article is the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. They combine the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. Article's team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. Inspired by a variety of modern design aesthetics like mid-century, Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian. They also have such fair prices. You save up to 30% over traditional retail prices because Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. That means no showroom, no salespeople, no retail markups. Fast, affordable shipping is available across the USA and Canada and is free on orders over $999. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So go to article.com slash best and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash best to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Do you feel any connection to your Danish side? You know, I do and I don't. I grew up with my mom's dad. My daddy Pete is what we called him. 
died when I was really little. My mole mole, which is my mom's mom, got Alzheimer's when I was in elementary school. And I spent every second with her. I would wake up in the night crying and go into my mom's room and say, mom was alone, mom was all alone. I knew really little that her, like, I like picture this cute old woman that I loved being alone in her bed and it freaks me out. My mom would drive me over there and drop me off. She was full Danish. I mean, she had a, she spoke Danish. Her accent was incredibly thick. It was like hard to understand at times. I mean, obviously I understood her. She cooked exclusively Danish food for me. And then my mom married an Italian I think that like she also really enjoyed like learning how to make the food that he wanted. And when my momo passed away, we stopped doing smorgasbords, which we used to do pretty often. And that kind of like went away. And so it's not like I don't feel like a connection to my Danish side. I like wish that my mom had kind of kept it up a little bit more, but I think it was a, it's a country that doesn't have like a large population here. Obviously there's a shit ton of American Italians. There's Italian restaurants everywhere. There's a lot of Italian culture in our movies and, you know, it's way more common. So I think it was just easier growing up with a dad. My dad was so epically proud of being American Italian and spoke about it all the time, you know, became a large part of our life. And so there are times where my mom, like, you know, my mom makes her Danish cookies and we sing little lullabies to Carmela in Danish, but also fucking Danish is an insane language. It's, (laughs) it's beautiful, but like, because my mom didn't keep it up with me, my mouth physically cannot pronounce a lot of the words. So, I mean, Davide and my mom have this like funny banter about, about, about speaking Danish. Cause he's just like, wow, that is like a very long, large sound for like one small word. It's, it's like a constant joke in this house. I haven't been to Denmark in a very long time. It's definitely on our to-do list because it really just is a magical place with the most gracious, beautiful, simple, charming, very funny people. And I'm excited to go back, you know, at my age and I'm excited to bring Carmela there. And I definitely want to go in the next like year after we need to go to Italy, obviously, because Davide's from there. He hasn't been there in four years. He, he gets, you know, he's been very depressed about not being home, but I don't feel a super strong connection to the Danish side because it kind of fell by the wayside. I wish I did, but that will, that just means that my mom and I need to go. Types of food to eat and avoid while breastfeeding. That's like a trial and error thing. I also want to know if a lot of you are overhearing about baby stuff because I know that being pregnant and having a child is probably a small percentage of you. What was it like going to a private Catholic school? How did it shape you? I went to a non-Catholic school until fifth grade and then switch schools to Catholic school and where like the whole school would go to church every Wednesday. And I hadn't been to church in so long. And I remember being like, whoa, this is so weird. It was just, I hadn't seen like a large group of people reciting the same thing. Like it felt very, it was like felt very powerful. It was like almost overwhelming, but I was like, wow, this is like, I I just remember thinking it was, yeah, I remember thinking it was so intense, but I always took it really seriously. Like if kids would fuck around in church, I remember being like so horrified. And then, you know, whatever, that was fine. We just like studied religion and it was no big deal. And I remember like asking my teacher fifth grade, like, so, okay, you keep saying like the beginning of the 
earth is with Adam and Eve, but like, where were the dinosaurs? And like, how, what about evolution? And her just being like, what? You don't, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh, okay. Where I really loved going to Catholic school was my high school. I went to a really wonderful Catholic high school called Sacred Heart in Pasadena that is not specifically for Catholic people. There were Buddhist girls in my class and there were girls from Korea and girls from China that lived at the school. It had a boarding section, girls from Japan, girls from Mexico. There were girls from all over and there was a lot of different religions. There was obviously a lot of Jewish girls. And so the religion aspect came in two ways. Uh, there's like, I think it was like your freshman year is like your religion class is more like, who are you? What's your relationship to God? It was a lot of like projects that were very like introspective. My sophomore year religion was like a full blown, we had to like study the Bible and had tests on it and all that kind of stuff. I can't remember what junior year was, who my teacher was. Mr. DeMello was my I can't remember what happened my junior year. And my senior year was like the coolest. That teacher was so cool. He was a former priest who became a religion teacher. And we spent the whole year really like exploring faith and like what that means to you as a person and what it means to be a good person. And and I remember like we watched like Shawshank Redemption and Schindler's List in like our senior year of high school. And I was kind of like, where's he going with this? And then he would give these like incredible, he would give like a sermon, like he would in church at the end of, of the films discussing like, you know, what made people continue on, what makes people want to live. I remember, it gives me goosebumps. I remember the last day of school, he said, I've taught you a lot this year. And it's, and a, a lot of you are from different backgrounds and a lot of you have a lot of different faiths, but I'm going to leave you with this. like. Everybody wants to live. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody searches for a reason to survive when, they, when they're faced with death. And Jesus is the most talked about person in the history of humanity. Elizabeth kind of brought in like the Catholic aspect of it. And we were all just like, oh, okay, like, wow, you really like brought that home. It was really cool. I'm really proud of the education I have around it, around Catholicism. Obviously, the Catholic Church is an insane fuck. <laughs> It's a fucked up institution, <laughs> but I have, you know, I believe in God and, and I have a lot of respect for the aspects of, of religion. But I think without getting too deep into it and without making anybody feel isolated, I think that it's important, especially in those formative years of being a teenager, that you understand the concept of having a higher power. And I, I think it's really important for children too, because it like also, it like gives you faith that like all of this is for something. And then, yeah, there's somebody, I like the idea of like telling a kid like, yeah, there's like someone watching you. <laughs> like you got to be good. <laughs> there are consequences. <laughs> I mean that in like a <laughs> non-creepy way. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is your one-stop shop for every nutritional thing you need. You know, I talk about athletic greens all the time because it truly is a game changer for me. It's so hard to make sure I'm sleeping enough, make sure I'm eating correctly all day long, make sure I'm getting the right exercise, make sure I'm doing all of my work so I can just cross nutrition off my list 
by taking one thing that has all the best things. Because listen to what is in one tasty scoop of Athletic Greens. 75 vitamins and minerals and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. And they all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase your energy and focus, and aid with digestion. And it supports a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills. And while most nutritional products come to the market and stay stagnant, Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve this one formula with the latest research. I mean, they have produced 53, 53 improvements over the last decade and counting. They invest in the most absorbable and natural source of each ingredient and they go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure their customers continue to receive the highest quality and best daily nutritional habit on the planet. It's lifestyle friendly, so it's safe if you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, and gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar, and it still tastes good. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during these winter months. And they're offering my audience free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit my link today. You'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash best and join health experts, athletes, and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every day. Seriously, consider this offer because many people are vitamin D deficient and adding vitamin D to your daily routine is a great way to support vitamin D production during the colder months when there's less sun exposure. So again, visit athleticgreens.com slash best and get your free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. Let's see, time management for fellow moms. I think it's just about reaching out to people when you need help, getting a schedule down. Like, you know, my mom and I have a shared note on our phone of Carmela's schedule and it'll say on there, like, these are the, like, Carmela's napping. This is when I'm working. So, like, she knows when I'm needed and and vice versa. I don't know. I mean, it's so personal to everybody, but I think, like, really making lists and writing things down and being honest, like, I'm late on a lot of things right now. And I'm, like, having to just email people and be like, I just need some grace and patience from you because this is a new, <laughs> a new journey for me. There's a lot of questions in here about weight loss. And I'm going to tell you where I'm at with that. I thought I was 50 pounds overweight, but it's more like it's closer to 60. I don't, I mean, I don't mean overweight like I'm overweight. I mean, over what I weighed. So I had a, a follow up with Dr. Lekos yesterday and we're going to run some labs, but I'll tell you what he told me to do. I'm like on track. I'm doing all the right things. Like he basically was like, work out five days a week. And everyone should be doing this for just health anyway. This is, and mental health, because obviously with postpartum, you get really, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting really nervous about whether or not postpartum depression is going to creep up at any point in time. So getting that serotonin fucking going is really important for me. So he said, listen, do do a workout, do it no more than five days a week. Your body changes when it's resting. You need two days of rest. So work out five days a week, three of the days do cardio. He said, work out right away when you wake up on an empty stomach. Sure. If you want some coffee, cool, whatever. And this is not me like fasting because I don't want to, I don't want to super fast, but I, I just do like a 30 minute hit workout 
cardio hit workout three days a week. And then two days a week, I'm doing some weight stuff. And then, you know, keeping it like he's like, don't eliminate all carbs. Have some brown rice, have some black rice, have some, you know, make sure you're getting like fiber. I have a lot of like gluten-free bread that's with psyllium husk and all that kind of stuff. And make sure you're having potatoes and sweet potatoes and you have to have, he's like, you have to have carbs, but he said, avoid all white stuff. Like obviously like white pasta, white bread, white pizza, sugar. He's like, it's just doesn't, it's just not good. It spikes your insulin. It's there's whatever. We all know that. And he said not too many. He said, actually like, you know, obviously we all love fruit, but he was like, not too many bananas. It's just, and then if I want to have alcohol sticking to, I mean, I want to, I want to have alcohol every day, uh, clear liquor eating lots of good, healthy protein and a shit ton of vegetables. You guys see how I eat. I post it on Instagram. And then he's like, and then when you want to go out and have a good meal and enjoy yourself at dinner, fucking have a good meal and enjoy yourself at dinner. But obviously just don't do it all the time. So like once a week, you know, probably more, closer to twice a week, I go to dinner with Davide and I'll eat what I want, but but I'm not eating like an entire burger and french fries to myself. I'll like make sure that I stays within moderation to keep me satisfied. And I don't feel like, and I have bites of things when I want, you know, whatever I'm doing, like it's like an 80, 20 balance. And I feel like that's good. And, and then I'm going to go to, I found an OB who I'm going to try to get on the podcast. I'm going to go see her and I'm going to do blood work with her to see where my hormones are, because I'm going to fucking bet you right now that I'm going to be estrogen dominant and she'll have to put me on some progesterone. And I really feel that's where we all get fucked up is with a lot of hormonal stuff. But for the most part, I'm not like driving myself crazy, going on a lot of walks when I can with the baby, which I just think is good for everybody. It's good to get her outside and get some vitamin D clinically proven to make all of us happy and getting in those like really quick 30 minute hit workouts, which you can literally just do on YouTube, some weight stuff and 80% of the time eating clean protein and vegetables. I'm not going to drive myself crazy over this. I, I just think it's ridiculous. What do you do at LPA was a lot of questions, but obviously I already answered that. How do I feel about my mom dating? I feel like I want her to fucking date. <laughs> she doesn't really care about it, but I really want her to date someone. I think she's a, a wonderful person and she deserves it. Did you end up doing belly binding? For those of you who don't know, it helps shrink your uterus post-birth. And I wore belly bands. Yeah. I mean, and it helped. It made me, made me feel good. It made me feel like more secure. And I'm going to write about that on my website. I'm sorry that my website launched and I promised that there would be a plethora of information there. And I did like three posts and never posted again. <laughs> What's been your greatest personal revelation since becoming a mother? I'm horrified at the thought that there are children born on this planet that are not given the love that they deserve. That's my biggest revelation, that babies are pure and they're vulnerable and they're innocent and thinking about kids being born without parents who have the mental or emotional capacity to love them makes me sick to my stomach and that every baby deserves to be loved and that we at some point really need to become foster parents because it is selfish of us to live in a house as big and not have other kids in here and need a home. That has been my biggest realization tools to face leaving a five-year relationship in order to discover, rediscover individuality. Okay. Going through a breakup is the worst feeling in the world. I'm just going to say that. A heartbreak is the most, I'd rather get, I'd rather get my leg broken and have to deal with like physically healing than healing from a fucking breakup. But 
everything wonderful (laughs) that we all love comes from the desperation of a heartbreak. The best music, the best movies, the best art, it is all from the anguish, good or bad, from love. This is your transitional time. We have a friend, I have a friend who went through a breakup recently and one of my other friends looked at me and goes, oh, she's so lucky (laughs) because she's about to be free. And I think keeping that narrative in mind, I think we're all so fucking afraid of being alone. And like, it's like some reflection on you not being wanted. And it's just fucking what happened to being like, I don't want to be with anybody else. Like I'm choosing not to be with that person. You're not like marked if you're fucking single. It's dope. Go fucking rip around. Go party. You're free. Meet people. Because you will meet someone one day. Everybody meets somebody. So long as you're open to it. Everybody meets somebody. So enjoy being single. So tricks to to breaking up. I Like I always said the same thing. When you're sad, be fucking sad. Stay home. Eat ice cream. Drink. Smoke some weed. Like lean in to the breakup stuff. Watch breakup movies. Watch every rom-com gather your troop of girlfriends, go through it, talk your fucking face off about it. So you can like get opinions from other people because I mean, not like don't talk shit about your ex to somebody, but I think it's so healthy to talk about it and get different perspectives and then realize that you are a free bird in this world and like visualize all the doors that are in front of you that are opening. And like I said, in my last podcast, pray or, you know, talk to your future person, send them such good vibes, make yourself available for it. And while you're doing that every night, knowing that like, okay, that's the little part of me that's going to allow myself to, you know, take a moment to think about being single and calling someone in. Then the rest of the time you just be like, what do I want to do today? Who do I want to go on a date on? Do I want to go on a date with a guy? Do I want to go on a date with a girl? Do I want to go on a date with somebody who's non-binary? Binary? Am I non-binary? Do Who am I? Do I really identify with who I am and what I've been projecting? World is your oyster. It's so exciting. This is like a whole new time. I think it's the most fabulous thing. I, I really am I'm like excited for you. I think you should be excited for yourself too. Do you want big, beautiful, effortless waves just in time for back to school? The Conair Double Ceramic Waver is designed with not just one, but three barrels for deep, continuous waves. Plus, the double ceramic technology provides even and consistent heat, fast styling, and long-lasting waves. With instant heat up and 30 heat settings for every hair type and turbo heat boost for those difficult-to-style spots, it's easy to get the waves that you crave. The wide range of heat options lets you customize styling for flawless results so you can be back to school beautiful with full flowing waves now. It's so quick and easy to create at home. You'll always be selfie ready on campus and off. Skip the salon and save time. Big, beautiful waves at home. No salon appointment needed. What is not to love? Get your waiver delivered to your door just in time for back to school. Ordering this back to school essential for beautiful bombshell waves is so easy. Just go to conair.com and search waiver. Okay. I'm going to have, I have, I don't want to talk your faces off. So the last one, which I got a lot of questions about, which was the idea behind Baroncini Import and Co. And I think that 
this is, um, I was thinking about it yesterday. My mom and I were in the car and I, someone gave me a compliment about the brand. I don't know why we all do this. I don't know why we don't like anytime you compliment somebody about anything, they say something negative about themselves culturally or societally. I don't know when that fucking started and it's fucked up. And I think it's people trying to be humble, but like, it's, it's not, it's, we should just accept the compliment. So somebody gave me a compliment and I did exactly what I'm complaining about right now. And I kind of was like, Oh no, it's no big deal. Like, no, 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 Like totally no big deal. And then I thought about it a second later and I was in the car with my mom and I said, you know what? It is time for me to be proud of myself because I did launch Barangini Import and Co. 10 weeks after having a child and it looks beautiful and I'm so proud of it. And my mom said, yes, of course. Like you're good at this. Like I couldn't have done that. And I said, okay, well, that's where we all need to, to separate ourselves, right? Like I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. There's a so much I'm not good at. I'm not good at literally anything that requires me retaining information. (laughs) I'm not good at, if I, when I read a book, I'll finish a book and be like, that was the best book I ever read. And a week later, I cannot tell you what was in that book. I was horrible at school. I tried so hard. I was horrible at school. Learning Italian is a nightmare for me. Anything that has to do with numbers is a nightmare for me. I am extremely insecure about not being book smart. Extremely insecure about it. It kills me. My vocab, I like don't have a good vernacular. Like I lack, I'm not not smart. I'm very smart. But I, there are times where I'm like, I lack the language that I speak. Like I'm, I'm missing, there are words that I, I literally do not remember. It's, it's wild. I've been like this my whole life. But... I'm very good at packaging together a brand and like creating a world around that. And so is my husband. It is his biggest talent. And so, like I said before, you know, we're both obviously, we both work in fashion. And that's something that's been really important to us forever. But it's also something that like scares us. Like, you know, it's the fashion industry is extremely, it's extremely scary. And both of us, obviously, like you all know, you follow us on Instagram. We love to cook. We love family. We love meals. We love community. We love gathering around food. We love a table, you know? So us having kind of, and I don't even, I don't even remember when the conversation started, but I was like, we should like do this. Like we should make something around this. Like we should bring the things that you love from Italy and like curate your favorite things and kind of like make them available here. And I think it was kind of also came from us, from me trying to find like the plates that I wanted or every time we go to Italy being like, oh, we need to bring this back or whatever. And so I remember we were like in the car and I went, I just went on godaddy.com right away. The first time I have an idea, the first second I have an idea for anything, I just go to godaddy.com and I buy (laughs) the domain. And then I go on Instagram.com and I make the handle. I did that right away. And we were sitting on that for a while before we even decided what it would be. And then I started reaching out to, you know, we started talking about who are, who makes our favorite olive oils, well, who those vendors are, da, 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 da. And it all kind of, you know, are creative. I have a, I mean, this is what I do for everything. I made a mood board with some colors and some tones that we knew we wanted to kind of stick to fonts. We, you know, a brand book, the fonts we wanted, like I have these old Sicilian 
magazines with the most epic graphic layouts that I've I've never seen anywhere else. They're like indescribable. Maybe I'll post them one day, but it's also like where I get all my inspo. And I draw a lot on that. And we have our photographers that we love working with. And it just becomes like this little package. And I'm really good at putting together a little package. And, you know, that's like my, that's my, that's where I'm going to admit that that's what I feel like I'm good at. This especially, obviously, is totally us. So it's it's easier. It's not like I'm making up. I always admire people who can, who start brands for like a person who's not them. Because I just think it takes way more talent, of course, to like think outside of like your own needs and wants for a customer that is different from you. Like I am my own customer. So obviously like putting together something like that is pretty easy. And then we wanted to do a business to do it. We wanted to create a business that Carmela could have and our future kids could have. We wanted to create like a family business that hopefully could be like a long-term family thing that we could leave to them, that she could work on, that she could learn about business. And it'll be really interesting with our kids to see like which aspect they gravitate towards. You know, if it's like more the number side or like running the business or who's the creative one. So yeah, I mean, I think just think it comes down to knowing your strengths and weaknesses. And then I think, you know, when it comes to branding and like how you come up with a concept, like for us, it's literally, it's, it's us, you know, like we're not, I'm not creating a fucking running shoe for somebody because I don't run. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's an extension of ourselves and our lives. And so that's why it's really easy for me to do the Instagram because we're not, I'm not having to like set up photo shoots or do all these crazy things. Like having a Berengini and Port & Co Instagram is us doing what we do here and sharing it with everybody. And so I think that's a, a good way to, you know, like really finding what you love so much and doing that. And I'm going to end that with that. Please continue to send in your questions. We have relationship questions. If you ever want to ask me personal stuff, everything is the best at dearmedia.com is the best email for that. And I will talk to you guys next week. Ciao. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.